When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For over 20 years, Dr. James Maxwell and his team at Crestwood Dental have been providing quality care to patients of all ages. They offer a variety of services from cleanings to cosmetic dentistry and restorations with today's most advanced technology, including the most up-to-date lasers, digital x-rays, and impressions. They offer Invisalign and custom aligners with their 3D printer. Crestwood Dental accepts most insurance plans and a membership program for uninsured patients. Schedule today at 314-463-5655 or Crestwood dental.com And here we are for the last minute blues podcast. Uh, Jamie Rivers, Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango, and uh, Jamie, I already think I want to do the show without Jeff today. (laughs) Now, in all fairness, in all fairness, Jeff had to bump back, you know, some of the remodeling of his mansion out there in Eureka. I'm trying to get the Lido deck correct and and up and running by, you know, midsummer. Guys, I made a terrible (laughs) realization in the course of the last 45 minutes. What happened? Uh Uh-oh. I realized that if there is a game seven in this series, that I will be out of town in Louisville on a in a for a radio convention the night of Game Seven. Whoa! Now I realize that Louisville isn't St. Louis, but I do believe they have cable TV. They no, do I, have I, that, I know, yeah. but like I this mean, is one of those deals. Maybe so, not where you're going. No, no, no. no but this is one of those deals where they have the whole day. All the days are all like planned out for us and they just take us from place to place to place to oh, place. Oh, so you're not there's oh, no yeah. downtime, there's no alone time. No, but at this but I mean at this particular point as you're saying, uh, I'm going to have to, you know, like branch off and go somewhere this else. This isn't something that somebody else can do or you can say, "Hey, look, uh first time in 49 years." I I it, it, at the end of the day, it's going to be, "Oh, you're not a fan of this?" I'm sorry, but I'm going to watch the game. Actually, I right. won't even be sorry. But I just realized <laughs> that, and uh, it wasn't a great realization. Let me tell you that. Hey, I have uh, a solution. Yeah. Blues win in six. Oh, like it. I see that. That's why we have the guy in. This I is why we I have the I thought it was Jamie just Rivers for here. the bagels. That you brought. are welcome. Thank All right. you. All right, well, that's the show. <laughs> <laughs> so I started off today feeling real good about game two. And it's not that I'm not still feeling good about game two, but the Robert Thomas news that he is not going to play is not tremendous. They have not said who's in. I would assume it's Robbie Fabry. I, I saw Fabry. You yeah. did see Fabry. Yeah, it did. It'll be I Fabry. didn't actually see Fabry. I don't want anybody to think that. He is in Boston. Right. But I saw he was listed uh, as uh, as playing. Yes, so, he's w- in. Walk us through this there, Jamie. I mean, obviously, th- this is a big loss for us. But at the same time, it was not that long ago that Robbie Fabry was kind of in that, that group of, you know, future blue stars sort of thing. So talk – Talk, talk us through this a bit. Yeah. Um, look, two ACL surgeries will, will set you back a little bit. And unfortunately, Robbie never had a chance to really get, you know, his game back here in the NHL. So Craig Berube, whether he was being cautious or whether he just didn't think Robbie could bring something to the lineup, he's been a healthy scratch more than he's played. Mm-hmm. Now, however, in the playoffs, when Robbie has played, he's played well. He's contributed. Uh, he's been an impact guy. You know, not huge like he was a couple of years ago. 
but it's in there. And I think that, you know, the hunger of wanting to play, being scratched so much, combined Stanley Cup final, and now he's going to be playing on a real line. Like, he's going to be right in with Bozak and Maroon. He can play that game. He can cycle the puck. He can get in and bang bodies. He can go to the front of the net. Like, that's something that Robbie Fabry is willing to do. I think, honestly, guys, I think it has a positive effect. I think Robbie Fabry gets on the score sheet tonight. Wow, really? I get that kind of answers my question as, is it tough to jump into a Stanley Cup final game two having not played very much? I can't imagine. It's yeah. tough. There's no doubt, okay? Because I don't think I could do it. I'm just I saying. <laughs> I mean, only if it was the final. <laughs> right. Would you not do it? <laughs> um, <laughs> however, it is tough, but you know what? you got to imagine being sat out for so long and it's such a massive platform, you never know when you're going to get it again. And he hadn't had it yet in his career. So this is an opportunity of a lifetime. Even if he had you know, ACL problems right now, he'd probably drag that leg through the neutral zone right, and yeah. play hard. Yeah, because so, who knows when you're going to get this chance again. Exactly. Does it, change your, uh, does it change your approach towards the other team with just one person in and one person out? No, like I said, I think for the Blues uh, side of things, it stays the same. You know, Robbie Fabry, you're just told, hey, you've seen what these guys have been doing. You're basically going to play the role of Robert Thomas, and there you go. You're, that's your spot. Now, the Bruins, nothing changes. Yeah. Really, I, Robert Thomas is a unique talent, uh, but Robbie Fabry has those capabilities. So if I'm the Bruins, I'm not too worried about the change. I'm just paying attention, making sure, you know, hey, talk, you go through the rundown in the locker room of what this player brings, but I don't think either side's making big changes. Now, game, go back to game number one, Jamie. I would love to know what you kind of thought in a nutshell of the game as a whole. I thought the first period, the Blues played a good road period. But then after that, it definitely felt like we got rolled a bit by uh, by the Bruins. It seems like they played those those last couple periods very well and, and played their game. What do you think? Well, the first period was was okay. You know, the illusion that we're up by two sometimes is, you know, kind of messes with you because you think, wow, we were really on our game. Even then, we didn't have significant time of possession in the offensive zone in the first period. We didn't really have great four checks going. We didn't have great back pressure. Boston may be a little rusty. Uh, however, we did get up by two, and that's that's massive. But we just didn't play our game. Yeah. You know, Craig Berube talks about playing north all the time. And I said this yesterday. I said, imagine if there's a river with a strong current. That river's headed towards your net. And you throw a piece of paper into the river. Where is it going to go? Straight down the river into your net, right? right? Yeah. So that's exactly how the Bruins play is the middle of the ice is like the strong current river. And if you throw a puck across ice, it's not really, you know, doesn't have a purpose or just a sauce pass. They're knocking that down and boom, that's headed right back towards your net. Now you mentioned uh, that, you know, didn't have our A game in that first period, but you're still up to nothing. Largely it's giveaways. It's loose pucks that we did bury. So that means we did score two goals on Tuka Rask, which means he is human. Do you take that and go into game two and say, we can score on this guy? Ooh, and I have a follow-up question to this, too, when you're done. Okay. Uh, first part of this is, yes, the goals that we scored were great because it came off of a rebound uh, for Braden Shen, his first one. We have Tarasenko and Schwartz in front of the net. Bo Meester gets a puck through, rebound, Shen finds it, puts it home. Second one is a strong forecheck. We get in, we pressure David Pasternak, who's in unfamiliar territory behind the net. He reverses it to Braden Shen, who's right on his heels, out to Vladdy in the net. So those are things that we want to do. That is Blues hockey. So they were giveaways, but they were almost forced to get, or that second one was was a giveaway because of the pressure. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why, and then we took our foot off the gas a little bit. Actually, I don't even want to say that. 
we didn't get pucks into areas where we could pressure it. If you just put it into a soft area and they can turn and grab it and head right back at you, that's not working. You want to get it behind them so that you have a 50-50 chance or at least a 40-60 chance of getting to that puck. That way you're putting pressure on them. Otherwise, it's just too easy for a team that's that good. I, I feel like in the third period, and this is definitely one of those times I'm looking for you to tell me that I'm wrong, where the Blues were on the power play, and and I'm, I'm watching the game on the couch with my son, and this is something that we talked about before with you guys, Jeff and Jamie, but it seems like there was just a, an extra pass when there didn't need to be. I don't understand why the Blues don't get the puck at the point and throw it at the net and friggin' see what happens. You never know. And I understand they have skilled players, and that's why I understand if I'm wrong. But, like, it just seems to me like there are times we're trying to be too damn pretty instead of just throwing it at the net, rushing the net, and looking for that bounce or that crazy rebound or whatever the hell. Yeah, the main thing that happened with our power play in game one is we didn't really get set up clean. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a big part of you getting your setup and being able to move the puck in whatever direction you want to go in. But Boston does an amazing job of cutting the ice in half in the in their defensive zone, and then they swarm the puck. Three guys on the puck, one guy that plays off the pile. Well, it's really hard to make clean plays like that. You pass it to one guy, all of a sudden there's another, you know, black jersey right mm-hmm. in your face, and then you pass the next guy, and the next guy's standing there and he's stick on the ice, and so it's really difficult. The escape routes for this are you need to float a guy down behind the net or into the opposite corner, and it's the hard rim back weak side. So you're you know you're basically you're stretching out their box so that they have to open up. Mm-hmm. They cannot stay in that compact little swarm that they want to do by reversing puck side. Now they open up. And now you can go low to high, and at that point you can get a shot to the net with your two original guys. Coming in from the backside, I can to- I can absolutely picture everything Dude, he's you know saying right now. You know now. what's so unbelievable is that I do not have X's and O knowledge in my mind at all. But the way that you just described that dude, like just like you said, Jeff, I could completely yeah, I'm understand that four man and- box just having to go over here because you cycled it around behind right. the they net along the out. boards, you know. And another, and uh, to Donnie's point about being physical, uh, two things we all we we said a lot about before game one: be physical with them, go after them. Play them heavy, play them hard. Do you still want to do that after game one being so physical? And I think they won the physical game. And two, or you don't think so? And, well, and if, if I'm wrong, please tell me. Oh, I will. Um, <laughs> true. Good point. For the last 25 <laughs> yes, years. Will. Uh, 25 years. That's right. Since, since hi, my name's Jamie Rivers. He's been doing that. Uh, and also, the dude that hurt Robert Thomas. Is it Krug? Is that how you say his name? Krug. It's, please tell the Blues fans that we don't need to go after this guy because it'll just make things worse. Or do you want them to go after him? All right, so back to your original point. We'll work our way through this, okay, Jeff? Okay. I just asked a bunch of questions. I'm going to go get a drink of water. No, this is great. I love that you didn't write them down either, although we don't have crayons in the studio. So, um, Uh, However, to your first point, I thought we matched them. You know, we actually, on on the stat sheet, we out hit them 33 to 32, which, you know, and this is where I'll say, you know, our point, what, a week ago or two weeks ago, the NBC coverage, they highlight some of the hits that they want to highlight. And unfortunately, it was a lot of the Bruins hits that they were highlighting, showing the slow-mo replays and all that. But on the stat sheet, it was 33-32 Blues. I like the physical game. I think we have to continue it, especially against your buddy, Tori Krug. Mm -hmm. This guy, you know, I don't even care about the hit. It is what it is. You know, it's hockey. You sign up for something, and every now and then, you know, like I tell my kids, you live and die by the sword. If you run around enough, you're going to get it back every now and then. You just pick yourself up and keep playing. Sure. Uh, But, yeah, he's a guy you have to finish. Whether he hit Robert Thomas or not, 
he's a guy I'm targeting every single time he's out there. He's a smaller body. He's really agile, mobile, moves the puck well. So you want to take away his legs like we did Eric Carlson. We hit him so many times that he just, his groins, whatever, his hips, they just went goodbye. Tory Krug is much the same. So we talk about putting pucks behind defensemen. One guy for sure is Zdeno Chara. We want to get it behind because he's got to turn that big unit around right, all yeah. game long. <laughs> Next guy is Tory Krug. Put it in his corner and just run him through what, the boards. What kind of a player is Tory Krug? So in other words, if, if we're going to go... Uh, coincidental minors because if something happens, what kind of a player do we want to lose with him? Well, he's a top 4D. He's he's okay. maybe even top two on that wow, team. Oh, wow. See, I did not know that. Yeah, he's an extremely valuable guy. He's the guy that kind of – he's the straw that stirs the drink on their power play okay. up top. So okay. he's a really big piece of their puzzle. So if, never mind who we're going to exchange, but that's all the more reason why we have to hit this guy. Sure. Every single time, get in his face, run him over. We saw he's got a little bit of a quick temper. Sure does. If he's thinking about running Robert Thomas over, guess what he's not doing? He's not passing the puck or shooting the puck to score a goal. Mind games, Jeff. Gotcha. It's always so, <laughs> it's always so crazy to me, though, that that fine line between being physical and and being disciplined, you know? I mean, and, and I don't feel like the Blues took a lot of unnecessary runs that led to penalties necessarily in game one either. But that's the problem is that our penalties weren't good penalties. Like, mm. if I have a guy that runs a guy through the boards, the ref calls him for a rough, I'm like, yeah, you know what? That one might pay off in game five and six and seven. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. The offensive zone hookings, things like that, those are avoidable. They're The farthest point from your net is the offensive zone. So why are you bothering to hook a guy or pull a guy down there? And Oscar Sundquist, I don't know what he was thinking. Just hits a guy from behind almost head yeah, first through the boards. Like, yeah. That's an automatic. So, yeah. you know, the Blues penalties... Uh, they were uncharacteristic, and they weren't physical play. It's not like they were difference makers. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to take a penalty, I'm going to make it so that it's something that's going to pay off later. There's something that's going to – there's a return on investment, sure. so Absolutely. to say. Uh, and those weren't. So they have to focus on playing. And I've said this before the series, between the whistles, don't worry about all the BS, like the face washes and the chirping and all that, because that's going to just ignite Brad Marchand. Right, yeah. I'm waiting for that monster to He hasn't even, like, awoke, woke up yet, awake, right? Yeah. You get a little bump to Bennington last game, but just nullify those guys. Play hard between the whistles. As soon as the whistle goes, like, he skate away. Almost robots. Right. It will make him swallow his own tongue out there, which would be good. That would be good because it would be tough people. to play. <laughs> there's, there's that, too. Uh, I heard you talking on uh, 101 ESPN about – and, and to, kind of to Donnie's point about uh, the the release right away with the puck and making shorter passes as opposed to those long passes while your feet aren't moving. That's something we need to get away from. Yeah, we did the same thing, unfortunately, uh, at the beginning of the San Jose series. We were stretching out looking for home run passes, which, you know, the home runs are great. They're sexy, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody, uh, chicks yeah. dig the long Chicks ball. dig right. it. <laughs> However... You know, if you single a team to death, you still score a lot of runs. Correct. And so the, the, the solution to that in hockey terms is puck support. So five, six-foot passes that continue where guys are in motion getting the puck. So you're almost um, falsely creating team speed because guys are right there. Five-foot pass, and they're off to the races. Next guy gets pinched off, five-foot pass, off to the races. Next guy, off the wall behind him, continue, chase it down. So what you've done is you've gone from your end to the other end very quickly with great puck support and bodies that are engaged in the play. This way here, one pass, what is that one guy going to do? Even if he puts it in, it's one guy on the forecheck. Right. The way I'm describing is you get three or four guys even involved on this activated defense. And they're moving. And they're moving up ice at the same time with full speed. And the puck, if it has to go in deep, now you're on those guys 
at full speed. I can't remember what example that you made, but it was I think it was Edmondson making a pass over a couple of lines. Yeah. It was, it was either Sunquist or maybe Thomas literally standing still receiving the puck. Yeah. That's not going to do anything for every you. Every now and then you can get those, you know, but even on that one, Eddie should have made an indirect pass off the wall because you know the forechecker or the defensive guy is coming. So the direct pass is usually not there, and so you got to go indirect off the boards, and then you can catch a guy poaching a little right, bit. Yeah. But this one here, he goes direct pass. It gets p- picked off, and where did it end up? In our net. In our net, yeah. Man, I love doing this podcast because I love to learn, man. I'm yeah, exactly. you what, man. And I want to learn one more thing before yeah, yeah, we go, yeah. if that's okay. Speaking of Edmondson, where is, his, no, where is his mindset the last 24? Because he did not have a good game. Yeah. No, he got caught up in the moment, in my opinion. I don't know that for a fact because, you know, we talk, but not like that. Right. Um, but, yeah, I think that he got caught up in the moment. He was jacked up, and it's a big stage, guys. Like, you'll see when it comes to St. Louis, like, the world is literally going to converge on the city. Mm-hmm. And everything outside is going to be slammed. <laughs> I, with I hope people. the world doesn't get their cars jacked. <laughs> well, they Sorry. might. It might be, you know, <laughs> good for business yeah, really um, if you're a carjacker. <laughs> But if you're not a carjacker, use you're a the club. Player, Anybody coming to town, use the club and don't leave anything of value on your passenger seat. Just be anyway, smart, for goodness sakes. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Have your head on a swivel, not even on the ice, just <laughs> in St. Louis. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. No, he, uh, you get caught up in the moment and you get jacked up for these things. And then David Backus, you know, he plays hard. And I just think Eddie got off his game trying to be too physical. Like, remember, he got sat in, I believe it was the Dallas series for not playing physical enough. Yeah. And so now he's, like, going the other way with it. We just need him to be, you know, abrasive out there, not silly. Don't take penalties. Don't get caught up. Like I said, play between the whistles, not after. And then he just has to keep it simple. You know, and and this goes down to, yes, he had a couple of bad passes, a couple of bad plays, but he also didn't have the support. Like, I can tell you from playing, when you look up the ice and you see nothing, no one available, it's a bad feeling because now you have, you know, the opposition is closing in on you at a rapid pace and they're trying to put your brains through the glass usually. Sure. And you see nothing, you use panic almost. And so you just throw the puck into an area and that's bad news. And so when you have good puck support, you look up the ice and right away it feels like guys are wide open, even though it's like inches to get these guys the puck. You see them and the game feels like it's slower. Yeah. So I think there's a combination of him just dialing it in a little more. And the rest of the guys supporting it. You already picked Fabry to be a game changer tonight, possibly at least be on the score sheet, right? I think so, yeah. I'm going Perron. Who are you going? I'm going that number one line again, man. I think they're going to keep bringing it. I'm, I'm going oh, you're going way off the board, eh, Donnie? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jamie, I was just asked the question, man. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, real, real, quick, real quick in closing, you know, like, I know how I would get hyped up when we would play at spinning wheels against this team that we hated. I know how hyped I would get for we're, slow pitch softball. We're talking spinning for, wheels for, right no, no, no. now. Yeah, Hold yeah. on, we're, I'm wrapping it up, Jamie. Give me all a right, minute. All right. I cannot imagine being on that stage, Stanley Cup final, and and being able to like control, like keep it down. So like right, I yeah. kind of feel for Edmondson a little bit in that regard. Like it would be really tough to not get that fired up and going against those guys and God only Damn knows it, what Donnie, that's saying. what makes somebody a champion. Ladies and gentlemen, I think that's how we end this. No, thing, we right? don't because nope. I haven't given the, the quick information about Jamie Rivers that I give in every podcast. Oh, that's right. Remember Ozzy's restaurant? Yeah, of course. He married a St. Louis girl that, wor- girl that works there. Is that correct? 
This is true. There you go. Dude, I went there every year for my birthday for like five or six years when I was a kid, man. I loved that spot, man. I loved it. <laughs> Chicken tenders all day. This guy came to town as an amazing, eligible bachelor and went straight there and found the woman of his dreams almost on day one when you got here, right? You've been with her ever since. He said yes. All yes. right. <laughs> Jamie Rivers, Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango, Last Minute Blues Podcast, Blues Bruins, game number two tonight. And uh, don't forget, our buddy Jamie, after the game is over, head on over to Free game. Midwest. Free game. Okay. First, 630, pregame, postgame right after, and intermissions will be going live on Twitter. Myself and Scott Warren. Make it happen. That's why you're wearing a shirt today. Cool. Last Minute Blues Podcast. We will do another episode on Friday. Thank you very much for listening. Let's go, Blues. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.